Hello there. Hello there, and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Taker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host today, Colin Brown, and I'm joined by Adam Tudor. Hello there. And Bob D. Hello there. And what we're going to talk about today is the latest round of hyperspace trials that happened over the past weekend, including the one that we all attended, or we were at least there, not necessarily playing. Myself and producer Tim were TOing. Adam was playing, and Bob was uh, not being very well. I turned so, up in the end after I managed to clean the vomit from the front of my shirt. Delightful. <laughs> All right, Adam, do you want to just give us a quick rundown of your how your day went on Saturday? Yep. So I was playing in the loosest sense of the term in that I was present, did not have a great day, and can categorically say that it was, in fact, my worst day of X-Wing ever, which is has put quite a damper on my event. So I was running the first order with... Quick draw at the Special Forces Gunner, Kylo Ren with Supernatural Reflexes and Prime Thrusters, and the Epsilon Squadron Cadet TIE Fighter. Basic premise of the list that I went over on the episode just before we went to it was that it was quick draw does horrible in-your-face quick draw things, does enough damage that Kylo Ren makes it into the end game with his 109 points of moving after everybody, barrel rolling and boosting all over the place. And then there's a TIE Fighter in there as well because there's points. Basically, Supernatural Reflexes is really expensive. Really <laughs> expensive. Um, should have put hate on that. Yes, yes, it should have been hate. I was then, because after Will mentioned it, um, I had a look at um, Paul LaRue's list, which was hate Kylo and Pattern Analyzer. And then it let him take Null as the TIE Fighter and Quick Draw with all the toys that he wants. And... Obviously, Paul LaRue has probably practiced it a lot more than I have and all that sort of, you know, good, solid, do-those-things, X-Wing play. But it is amazing. Like, the difference that fire control system makes on quick draw. Suddenly, like, people care that he can shoot twice because he's getting those modifications. It's, It's really stupid, but it also makes complete sense as soon as you commit to your list and put it down on the table round one. Um, <laughs> which, is marvel- <laughs> which is marvelous. So I think there was about four actual first order players. You know, we can check that and correct me probably wrong on that, but round one, I played another Kylo Ren player. It went all right. Uh, obviously um, the gentleman beat me, um, but he did say, I think he was probably being a bit generous to me, but he did say, I think you've flown better than me, but, things didn't go your way which was how i felt about it as well i firmly agree with everybody when they say don't blame the dice but there are definitely times when and one of them for me was and it epitomized the game and then went on to epitomize my whole day of i put loads of damage on his kylo he had to run away i outfoxed his tie fighter so he wasn't getting a shot and then i turned all of my guns on his quick draw and did one shield (laughs) <laughs> which was precisely enough to obviously trigger quick draw's ability and blow up my TIE fighter. So Ooh. that, yeah, that that nicely summed up in a in a round package my uh, my game and how the rest of the day went. Uh, it's so, interesting stuff though that you mentioned that there's so few first order players. Mm-hmm. Just from looking at hyperspace trials that have happened so far in general, they definitely seem to be the lowest percentage played faction in I mean, terms they, of number they... of players. They are yeah. staggeringly unpopular. Yeah. I mean, genuinely, astonishingly unpopular. And it's, I don't think it's because they're necessarily bad. 
because people don't play them enough to find out whether they're good. Mm-hmm. There, there were four lists at Element, four guys running FO at Element. There was only one player in Quebec with First Order who actually, with a not a dissimilar list to yours, Adam, ended up doing really well. Cool. And we haven't got the full list yet from Aldershot, but of the 17 guys that have, have entered their list as we record, only one of them was flying First Order. Well, one of them is, he made rank, Benjamin Taylor came fourth and made cut with Kylo and Advanced Optics, Quick Draw, Elusive, Pattern Analyzer, Special Forces, Gunner, FCS, Shield Upgrade, and Muse with Squad Leader, which is quite interesting. I really like Kylo Ren in Advanced Optics because it lets him take a focus and spe- use that to turn a blank to a hit, and he can use his force to turn other focus results to hits. So he's, quite, he's doing quite a lot of damage, that Kylo. That's clever. Mm. Yeah, that is nice. Yeah, but uh, it, as as a faction, it's it's amazing that you would expect with the the numbers that we've got, you know, to be into the sort of twenty twenty five, and it's like six guys. Yeah, it is genuinely astonishing um, to see that that so few people want to play first order. Yeah. Not to take the conversation too far away from an actual debate about their merits. Do we think that possibly it's a cost thing? Uh, in 1.0, a lot of people probably just bought Quickdraw or just bought Kylo Ren. And then to buy a kit conversion and all that sort of jazz is quite a lot of cost to sink in when you only own one or two ships. I mean, potentially. I think you can make that argument about a lot of lists, though. And generally, when things are strong, you'll see them at the sharp end. Like, the people who will spend a lot of money will, will yeah. have them. And like a lot of people will have a lot of stuff. I mean, there is a potential. I always wonder about, there's um, just, I find different regions to me seem to have different preferences. You know, like the Americans to me always feel like they fly more empire and scum is relatively much more popular in the UK. I just wonder if that kind of thing has a difference. You know, not many people like the First Order as a faction because they don't care about them in the movies that much. I'm sure that has an effect but probably not much of a big one. Yeah, I think Adam's point is a good one. It's, it, it is the expense of investing in a, a new faction that isn't, it's not thematically that exciting. Um, I mean, Kylo's not that popular a character and your, your Initiative 6 Aces, uh, Quick Draw, who, you know, who is he? Um, Fen Rao, at least you can go to Rebels and Wedge, obviously, Darth Vader, um, Han, they're, they're classic pilots from classic movies. So I think that probably has a has an effect. And yeah. the, the other side being resistance, a lot of people will have T70s, but even just people having a Falcon that they can stick Ray's base plate on. Let's uh, uh, so let's move on then and talk about some of the other factions. Mm-hmm. So from everywhere, it certainly seems to be that rebels are very popular. Yeah, yes. more so element than anywhere else. Mm. But it was it was in the the mid to high thirties in in Quebec and also at Old Shop from from what we know. Thirties in terms of number of players or or uh, what? Percentages. Okay, okay. Right. Uh, and by far the most popular factions. And if you were to anticipate an even division of factions between the five factions, twenty percent each. And I think that you start to wonder how many players will switch from Rebels to go to the two new factions. And it may be rebels against everybody else, a bit like in uh, 40k and Space Marines are everywhere, and the the rest of the factions you get bits and bobs of people playing them. It's certainly how the meta's looking at the moment. 
Yeah. Maybe, but what do you think? But just in terms of strength of the lists, like why do you think people are interested in them? Well, I'm I'm not sure it is about strength of the lists, because if you look at the people who were winning events, you know, you look at Ollie Pocknell, he took Aldershot with one of the least popular factions, Scum. The the top four element was dominated by resistance. So I'm not sure that rebels are are that good, but I, I do think Adam's point that people will have the ships is is a big one i also think that people want to fly the ships and i also think that there's a real amount of internet bandwagoning uh, everyone's got excited about y wings there are, there are quite a lot of the the y wing lists knocking about all three of the qualifiers this weekend also people are bandwagoning on leia yes she is incredibly cheap for what she does uh, but does justify taking an entire faction around her particularly when you have to take quite an expensive layer carrier that is a, a decent enough but not an exceptional ship with the ewing i mean it's pretty good but it's it's not absolutely revolutionary by any means a counterpoint to the your bandwagoning statement is looking at swiss for our hyperspace trial the one at element games which was 82 people biggest in the world so far the top two in swiss were David Sutcliffe and Tom Reed, and they were both flying fairly similar lists. So Wedge, a renegade with Leia. Dave had Nora and Dutch, and Tom had Biggs and Dutch. Now, for sure, Tom isn't... <laughs> he's not going to play anything that he doesn't think is top tier, right? He oh, went to that sure. tournament with the intention to win, and that's what he's chosen to take. Yeah. So I don't think it is just a case of people like going, ooh, X-Wings. I mean, some people do, uh, but clearly no, there's something think... to these. Um, I mean, I think I think the fact that those two players in particular, and they're they're both experienced, studied, intelligent players who spend a lot of time thinking about these things. I think the fact that they took rebels is a good indicator that rebels are a strong faction. So you did mention Bob that Ollie Pocknell won the Aldershot hyperspace trial with Scum, so he was flying three zealous recruits and Fenrau, none of them with any upgrades, two hundred points on the dot, and it, yeah. it is. An interesting thing to see that that also won in the hyperspace trial in Quebec. Yes. A lot of people have been really down on Scum and they've been saying they're the weakest faction, they're uninspiring. And here they are in one weekend winning two events. And not not little events. I mean, these well, these are hyperspace Quebec trials. 32. Yeah, 32 but that's, no, that's certainly not nothing. And the Canadian scene, just because of geography, it's difficult for them to get a, a lot of guys together. And to be fair to the Canadians, I don't recognise a lot of the names, but I'm not on top of the Canadian scene. But their names are absolutely fantastic. I love those French names. And congrats to Philippe Pancho for bringing it in with, with that Fenrau and Three Zealous Recruit list. And it looks to me like there is something in that list, in that it does a lot of the stuff that Lou Whittam's list was doing with the resistance uh, with his three T-70s in the sense that you've got a number of, of solid dogfighting fighters and something with high initiative that can take advantage of the lower initiative ships, whilst at the same time being able to get four arcs and try and trap anything with, a, with an initiative six and a bid and nail it down. And knowing how Ollie Pocknell flies, I suspect that's exactly what was going on. It would be a case of set up some points, take those points, and then spend the rest of the game not giving anything away. I actually 
did play against somebody with this list, coincidentally, and is just completely naked ships. Like there's no fearless or anything on them, and it's 200 points. But those zealous recruits are really good blockers. Whereas if you take a TIE fighter, you have to barrel roll and then accept that it's not getting any mods. They can barrel roll and then take their linked focus and they've got uh, the face-off where it's, it doesn't have to be arc to arc anymore. They, you, they just have to be in your range one front arc. So obviously any ship that's not a turret shoots them at range one. One of their dice just becomes an evade, which in this new edition where there's very minimal dice modification... That's really big, and they just don't die. And then, I know I feel like you made some good points there, Adam. I, it is another scum list that did well. So this was at the Element Games Hyperspace Trial. Shout out to you, James Clark, one of our lot of Sith taker. You'll have seen him if you watched any of our videos on our YouTube channel. And he brought Alterok with Fearless, Boba Fett, Trickshot, Perceptive Copilot, Prox Mines, Recargo Shoot, Slave One, and then L337 with Tac Officer. And he made the cut with that going five and one. And I think that's a really good list. Considering James is a he's a good player, but he only had one game with that before the weekend. And he still managed to bring it five and one. That is really impressive. Yeah. Like I think it really it kind of suits his playstyle. I think he likes having the option, you know, of being quite aggressive with Boba or doing a bit of arc dodging with both ships. Uh, so it does seem strong. I know we put a lot of thought into it beforehand and whether or not to bring Boba uh, and Fen instead of Alterok. Yeah. And he went for he went for Alterok basically so he could get more stuff on Boba. And it seems to have worked out for him. Yeah, it does. I think so when we talked about the Warbore Cyberspace trial, you know, where we talked a bit about Boba and Fen and the lists that were there, something that wasn't filled in on this fortress we didn't know about it was a list that was very similar to this with Terok, and that came sixth there. So maybe the thing loading up Boba and having a cheaper fang alongside him might be the way to go. Fen may just be too fragile without the support of three zealous recruits to keep him safe. Well, with the three recruits, you've got a really nice duty cycle. It's the it's the five A wing model where one of them goes in, takes a, a, a bit of a, a battering, and then just disappears for a while. And and you can do that with with the zealous recruits while still having a couple, you know two more ready to to go in and Fen as a massive threat. So uh, as as a list, I think it, it certainly makes sense on paper. And obviously, having seen it won two hyperspace trials, it's it's got some legs uh, in tournament as well. Yeah. Uh, so we've hit on every faction there, with the exception of Empire. My impression of Empire just seemed to be doing solidly. You're seeing the lists you yeah. expect in its. Swarms doing well and Vader Mini Swarm doing well. We've had several of those make the cut in Stockport. So I think, yeah, yeah Empire is looking solid. For Jason Denton, our own, Ooh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. our own man with the, I would think famous for the, the Maul Ghost, but other things as well, um, with Darth Vader, Marek Steel, and a Major Vermeil Reaper. Yeah, and a Vader, Major Vermeil without maneuver, no less. Wow. Just yeah. Seen that. yeah, yeah. It um, does make sense because Vermel is a is a classic flanker in a lot of ways. You quite often see him played on the certainly Jason played him on the flank, bringing him round to then launch into the the flank while the bigger threats were were presenting themselves to the front of of whatever was coming. And then he was using his reposition and a, and a rapid shoot forward to try and get Marek Steel 
through the danger zone. And obviously with some success. Yeah. And for a mile, if he gets in and jams and it is outmaneuvering someone and has his ability, he's potentially doing quite a lot of damage. Yeah. There's a lot of action economy there. So yeah, that's cool. I'm really pleased for Jason. He's he's yeah. probably a name no one's heard of because he doesn't travel that much outside of Stockport, but he's a very good player. So I'm not at all surprised to see him doing doing as well. And he always loves bringing a bit of jank and a bit of something weird. So yes, very happy to see that doing well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, I think that's all we have to say today. So I imagine on the next episode, potentially, or next few episodes, we'll be talking about Wave 3 once we have... Yay! I can't wait. I really can't wait. I'm really right. excited for Wave 3. So uh, it's goodbye from Adam. Goodbye. It's goodbye from Bob. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hello? Hello? Yeah, I'm still here. Can you... Can he hear me? Hugs? He can. With an H, skinny guy, kind of pasty. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Look, I can't hold forever. If you reach him, tell him Leia has an urgent message for him. I believe he's tooling with you, sir. About his mother. Open fire! BB-8, punch it! <laughs> <laughs> So when I just mute Bob, say. <laughs> Banter. There's a nice little bit of editing for you, Tim, right away. Anyway, okay. <laughs>